Well, welcome everyone. Welcome back to another installment of the All About It podcast. That's us. How's it going? I'm I'm your host Bennett. I'm Ariel. The wife. Hi. And we're we're here. We're here. It's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. So, my dear, why don't you tell everybody out there listening what's today's episode all about? It's all about travel. Travel. Okay. Traveling, getting there, being there, not being there. So getting there, being there, and not being there. Why don't you start with the getting there? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Where are you, are you going anywhere right now? Oh, boy. Well, when this drops, I'll be in Africa. And I found out about five days before leaving that I was going. So quite the whirlwind in the past few weeks because we went to Mexico um, and then Africa literally fell into my lap. The continent has spoken and it wants to come into my life. <laughs> so where, where in Africa? Uganda. You? Uganda, be kidding me. I know. You, Sorry more, for that. More, Sorry for that. That more people joke. have used that hashtag than I actually could have dreamt. I mean, yeah, I told, it was I about told, 10 uh, and a half thousand. I told my buddy Roger, you're going to Uganda, and he just, under his breath to himself, goes, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta use that joke up. Oh so, sure. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's a really short notice to go yeah. on a very uh, kind of large excursion. Yeah, it's a little yeah. intimidating. I, I have a lot of feelings right now. Yeah. It's just the the preparation and logistics involved are a little bit intense, but I'm sure once I'm there, all that will fade away. And well, what are you doing there? Is this for business or pleasure? No business. Zero percent business. Wow, cool. Um, I mean, if you count me taking pictures for the print shop, I guess that you would call this business, but that's pleasurable to me. So pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Very extreme jungle safari is happening. So you're going to a place in Uganda, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go hang out with what, like? monkeys and mm-hmm. stuff so you're gonna go hang out gorillas. with little, little baby gorillas yeah wow. families of gorillas lots of trekking glamping i mean it's gonna be pretty insane so if you're not following along already hit up the gram i'm sure i'll be all over it when i get the chance to upload so it really gosh you know when it comes to traveling i i don't think i like it I've kind of noticed that about you since we started traveling more together. I like to be places. You don't like getting there. I don't like going places. Well, the You'll getting there. You'll find me in my living room uh, more often than not. Very the comfy. getting there are, is everyone's least favorite part, I'm sure. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, like I you know, John have, Candy. I have on Saturday. Well, I start traveling on Saturday morning. I don't get there until midnight. Monday. I don't even, that doesn't even, but then there's like time, you go through like a time Mm -hmm. vortex. What day is it? Time vortex. So I leave, my flight is at 8 a.m. Pacific, and then I get to Uganda at midnight between Sunday and Monday. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last one. So, yeah, that's fine. I had to shake that that last one I understand. I love you very much. (laughs) So traveling places is is brutal, man. Yeah, it's brutal. I well, especially what I, I just described, it. it's going to be pretty intense. You know what's never done. You know that what's before. funny though is this: like international travel is very different than domestic travel. 
you well, know if yeah you, well yeah well the, like on the whole it seems yeah. like it's just you know it's it's kind of the same thing but there's like little interesting things i've noticed traveling internationally the past few years what's that when you get to a foreign airport and you're kind of navigating you think like oh man i've i've never been to charles de gaulle airport or i've never been to such and such airport and that you're gonna like have a rough time and it's gonna be different and like backwards and upside down and no one's gonna be able to understand you or you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. every airport that i've been to no matter the time there's like a herd of other americans Mm -hmm. that are and everyone is saying and having the same conversations wearing their cowboy boots like kind of laughing to each other like what line we supposed to be in where's the place to get that so if you just have a keen eye you'll notice there's a lot of americans in every they kind of like herd us all together i suddenly want cowboy boots and then there's (laughs) no one there like monitoring us we're in like a big room like when we on our honeymoon we experienced Mm -hmm. this and and uh in mexico we experienced what part you get when you're getting into the country it's like it's a way bigger deal, like security yeah. and like these checkpoints. It's a way bigger deal in the States. I feel like they care and they're paying attention and all that good stuff. But I feel like it's just a little more lax. You get to keep your shoes on, mm-hmm. you know, things that think just little. I things actually think like it's that. different everywhere. Yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah, I've limited experience, but I, I, I traveled. Uh, when we left Mexico to come back home we didn't have to take our shoes off i think it's just different everywhere but for the most part you do have to you know that one guy put a bomb in a shoe the one time and just totally messed it up for everybody i don't even know i don't even know they put a bomb in a shoe it's like but traveling in a nutshell to me if you can get beyond the rigmarole and the nonsense and the taxi or train Mm -hmm. or shuttle or whatever methods you need to get your butt in the seat mm-hmm. and you know now that you fi- you finally got there that's like mission accomplished maybe you checked a bag you checked it bag's fine bag's doing okay it's in the undercarriage compartment <laughs> wait i have a question for you yeah how do you feel about like getting up early when they start to board or do you not care do you like to kind of hang out near where the line is going to form or do you not care i i don't know there's a part of me that always feels like when the line's forming i gotta get i gotta get in that line i know <laughs> i gotta get it does not have any bearing it doesn't on matter when the plane leaves we're all going to if anything plane. you're just like okay let everyone else get on the plane and then i'm gonna like cruella deville onto this plane mm-hmm. like after everyone i'm just well and what's funny is like i'll see people rush the line and then I end up sitting near that person or in the same row as that person. And I always sit in the window. I'm a window seat person. And that person will be in the aisle seat with their seatbelt on, like really set up and like totally ready oh, to yeah. go. What were you thinking? And then I'm like, hey, I, um, my line is, oh, hey, I'm actually in the window seat. Like, that's how I say it. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they, it's like a whole ordeal to get up. And it's like, well, maybe... There have been times, there have been times where the overhead area was full and for you. Yeah. Okay. So that is a good, that is like the only good reason to maybe try and get to your spot Mm -hmm. uh, early. Yeah. To get a good overhead. Because I'm I'm not a bag checker. I know. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I believe in it. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. You know, but you also don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I wish I had less. And don't care about outfits. <laughs> and well, you know, to, within reason. Yeah. Well, I care about one outfit, and I just wear one outfit on repeat pretty every much. day <laughs> until the pants have holes in the butt. Nope. And then I buy the same pair of pants again. Who you feel me? Who feels me out there? <laughs> anyway, so going through security. Mm-hmm. getting through all that you finally get into your seat it's like there's a million things going on you finally get there it doesn't matter if you've done it once twice then i feel like we've tra- we've done a lot of traveling and we got a lot more to do so i'm we're very well versed in that process getting to the airport you know parking the car parking fly taking a shuttle this and that it's all geared so that you can finally sit down in the seat mm-hmm. and start to get to where you're going and this is where I I find out like how good of a time I'm gonna have, and it's probably within the first just couple minutes of sitting there. Mm-hmm. First step one in this process: Who are you sitting next to? Is there an is there open seats next to you? If you have open seats, Rarely. Imme- immediately you got points in your direction. Mm-hmm. Are they how how uh, I don't I don't want to say anything really mean, but do these people look like um, you're going to be okay sitting next to him, mm, you know? Right. Is like, there a smell? Well, for example, um, on our last flight home, uh, someone behind me was very ill. Like, I was concerned for them. And they're coughing into yes. the air. Straight ahead. Like, full they're, speed like ahead. They're attacking the air <laughs> yes. with their coughs. Yeah. And it was like an older guy. So I was like, oh, like, it did not sound good. Yeah. He could have anything. Yeah. He could have all of it. Luckily, I, I'm fine. I didn't like catch anything, but dear God, he was not okay. <laughs> so the last time, last time I was on a plane, I sit down and I look to my left. The people sitting next to me, they they seem very uh, pleasant people. Mm-hmm. There wasn't uh, any noticeable like smells or mm-hmm. or strange sights. I never have a bad smell. Maybe I'm lucky. So what I do is I download music uh-huh you know i always for some reason that's like the perfect time to listen to like a new album that oh I've been yeah, putting yeah, off yeah. Is like you know try and doze off something like this and so i put on this new album uh, uh by by this by mare hawthorne if you're never unfamiliar with mare hawthorne real cool music um but you know i don't i haven't listened to a whole lot of them not you know i, so I just patiently put on you know track number one i have the mm-hmm. volume kind of low you know and all of a sudden i hear like what I thought, like, in the middle of a song was, like, some crying. And I'm like, wow, they, they put in, like, some crying, like a baby crying into this song. That's kind of a cool effect. <laughs> a That's baby a, sample. Yeah, like a little sample of a baby crying. That's a cool effect. Oh, maybe it's, like, a metaphor or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there listening. It's, like, 10, 10, 15 minutes go by. I'm into, like, you know, three, four songs later. It's, like, the baby effect is still, like. It's, like, the baby album. It's still going on. And it's, granted, it's, like, 4 a.m. So I, my head is, like, not working at all but yeah, I, that was my, an early flight my first thought was man this guy mayor hawthorne really likes using that baby sample in a lot of these songs <laughs> like it took me 15 minutes of like god another baby sample so what and happened i take my headphones out and there's a baby crying you know obviously a baby's crying I was like right out. right behind me yeah this baby was going off like someone stole this kid's milk money well and it's weird because i colic. I babysat for a really long time and I'm 
I'd like to say that I'm familiar with like a the cry of an infant. Um, this was not a baby baby. This was like a, a um, an older baby have like not having a good between time. the ages of one and two. No, older. Two and three. Older, maybe between two and three. If you're like. A three-year-old is like a grown-up, by the way, out there. You know, oh, you can yeah. ask parents. Personality style, like a th- so much. A three-year-old, you can ha- carry on a full-on conversation with a three-year-old. The, the cutest. They're, they're, yeah, they're adorable. And yeah. all this, this kid was going off the rails, and I just felt so bad for the mother slash father slash whatever family member. Yeah, the first thing I think of is the mom for some reason. I just instantly think, like, I hope she's okay and, like, I'm, like... I don't think about it being annoying. I think about the parents in the situation, and I'm like, oh, man. First thought is, yeah, these that poor woman or poor man. And then the second thought is like, wow, that kid's got a nice pair of lungs. He should get into swimming or something because he was just... Mayor Hawthorne's next album. She's just <laughs> crying. Well, okay, so music, podcasts, I mean, what else is there? You got to have a good screen on your seat. Oh, you... Well... <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Why? Because that is the great dividing line on if you're on a good airplane or a not so good. Oh, you've had, you've been really lucky. I have not had that on every flight, even long international flights. That is the dividing line Mm -hmm. of, did you mess up when you booked this (laughs) flight? It's like, wow, this flight was only 60 bucks. It's like, you get on there and it's like, this feels like Uh, a plane from the 40s. A flying greyhound. Yeah. And you deserve it. You don't, you don't get a screen. You don't get a screen for that. But if you do have a screen, some of those screens are great. They got movies on them. You have not experienced. I've only flown first class once. And it was a direct flight to Manchester from San Francisco. That was the best eight hours of my life. I didn't want it to end. They make your bed. There is a very lavish meal involved with dessert. It is cush. Cushy. All the flights I've ever been on in my life, except for our honeymoon Hmm. uh, going to Italy, never had a meal. It's always just been those little snacks, maybe little animal crackers. Mm. And I'm I'm not into that. Well, it's because when you go that far, I think they legally have to give you a meal. The meal, and (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't that good. But I was blown. No, was I was blown away. Blown away. I, I was like, in you, I was euphoric, mm-hmm. eating like this weird little chicken dish, you know, <laughs> with like a stale bread. And the guy's like, "Would you like another bread?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd like another bread." And then he gave me two pieces of extra. On bread. my Virgin Atlantic flight to Manchester, I got like a filet mignon and like beautiful garlicky steamed broccoli and the best loaf of like tiny french bread i've ever had in my life it was so good (laughs) on like a glass plate (laughs) it's ridiculous so good so you're going to uganda Mm -hmm. that's that's the next trip yeah just got back from mexico yeah where we sampled all the tequilas my person my personal favorite was the don julio real yeah um not on our own recognizance. We were just sitting there and he was like, here, try this. Here, try this. And well, I was now like, now try it with this. Now try yeah. it with orange and cinnamon. And like, I just couldn't turn it down. But like, for some reason, I felt I got up and walked away and even put in a few hours of work after that. And I felt totally fine, which is Tequila's very interesting. Great. Yeah. It's got a bad rap. Yeah. It's great. 
and learning about tequila. That's what ha- see when you go to a place you've never been to before and you're open to it. You're Travel gonna, is knowledge. Yeah, you're gonna learn some really remarkable things, and not just about the local flora and fauna, you know, or what have you. Which is my forte. Yeah, like the the tequila, all the tequila has just got me thinking. Like, what have I been doing my whole life? Not I haven't been drinking enough tequila. Yep. And now I have this this newfound uh, appreciation for the tequilas. So. Almost every time I've left an international trip to come home, I leave at like two or three in the morning. Almost every single time. It's very peaceful on the roads mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. It's great. Coming back from Africa, I leave at midnight. So I just get to go right to bed. You Z-quill it up. You, you're going to land... No, I'm leaving Uganda at oh. late at night, which is really different from what I normally do. When do you get in? You get into San Diego? You get into LAX? LA, I think late afternoon on Valentine's Day. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Straight to bed, she says. Yep. I'm off the hook. <laughs> I'll buy you a candle. Not so fast, mister. I'll get you a candle and a flower and oh, a good day. Oh, don't say that and then not do it. Please do that. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> highly considered. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Where is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? All things considered, like the area in which it was, the food, the peeps. It's hard to say. Um, yeah, it's hard to say, but I think I'll go with Italy. Mm-hmm. Italy was uh, one of those times where everything was just kind of perfect. And I'm, I'm not a foodie. I wouldn't call myself a foodie. Uh, I think it's a little, little kind of a weird term. But uh, I do like food. <laughs> Me too. Um, and I celebrate good food. Good food doesn't have to have like a silver spoon, you know, shoved up your whatever. It can just be like a barbecue sandwich, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I got, I'm a simple guy. Regular I've noticed that you you like to try new things more and more the older we I get. I love trying new things mm-hmm. because I love trying something and being like, nope, didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. like just adding that to the list of, nope, didn't like it. Or, and we've been there. Or like, oh, surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think when I was such a picky eater when I was a kid, you couldn't have paid me to eat like sushi or calamari mm-hmm. or Avocado. You know, weird things on pizza. Now it's like, I'll eat anything. I don't, I could care less. I'll, I'll try it. I'll try anything. If I don't like it, it's not my fault. What about when you... So Italy is like your adult answer. What about when you... What if I asked you this question when you were like 15 or 16? So traveling now... What would you have said? Traveling now requires an airplane. Yeah. When I was younger, we didn't go on a lot of trips that took airplanes. I think we went to Vegas, mm-hmm. went to Reno as a family. Uh, Party it up. Not, not really cool places to take like a 13-year-old, but you know, more power to my parents for wanted to have some fun but i think we would go on trips to a place called lake chelan oh here we We'd go, go tra- that, that was us traveling that would be like the trip yeah so we're going to lake chelan which was only maybe you know so if you live in washington away. it's yeah it's i think it's three hours from not bad redmond not a bad drive. and i also just want to add that bennett and i used to go there with our families, sep- we didn't know each other, but mm-hmm. we both grew up going there yearly. 
Yeah, just about. Because my grandparents have lived there for over 20 years, so. Well, and and you go there and. I think over 20 years. Like, you don't go to Lake Chelan for the food. You know what I mean? You go to Lake Chelan. I just went for family time. It's very. Yeah. It's super relaxing. Yeah. Cool lakes surrounded by, you know, some mountainous regions and go paddle boarding. I actually have a. Golf while you're at it. I have a Lake Chelan little travel video on my youtube channel if anyone's interested oh that's a good plug yeah there you good go good youtube plug go watch it right now why not <laughs> why not we didn't really travel that much when when we were younger and yeah. i think maybe that's why now i definitely feel like it's one of the big pieces of life mm-hmm. is traveling you know i i feel like as i get older there's only a there's a handful of things that when i was younger didn't care about yeah and as i get older i, I definitely care about it more traveling is one and like giving back somehow to the world or the universe in whatever capacity you're a kid all you think about is like yourself and your your body changing and your skin and that's this is my childhood talking (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i never thought that i would want to uh you know travel the world you know, that wasn't yeah. something I, in fact, I kind of made fun of people that traveled the world. What do you mean? Like, I just thought I was like, okay. You know. Like up until what age? Oh, you went to, so you went to such and such place. You're just you know. jealous. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I was just fully. jealous. I always. I went to the, you know, the leaning tower of Pisa or I went to mm-hmm. the Sphinx, you know, and there it's like, good for you. You know, you're jealous. Um, I always loved going places when I was little. With my family, we went to California when I was five, and that was just like the coolest thing in the world. Went to like beaches, and if you're from the Pacific Northwest and you go to a beach in California, it's like the best thing ever. And now we live on one here, which is nuts. But yeah, when you go to Hawaii and Disney World and California when you're little, it's like the best, the best ever. It's just so grand so grand traveling is essential yeah i don't know if like there's all these families that take their little kids to like disneyland you're one of them like you went to disneyland when you were my mom and dad took us when my brother and i were five and six and adria was like three months old so i i went to disneyland for the first time i think i was 19 i took you for your birthday yeah i think i was 19 yeah. and we went for my birth was it mm-hmm. something like yeah. that um you were visiting me on spring break hey it was a lot of fun yeah don't get me wrong i i think that we'll be going back to disneyland later this year sooner than you think yeah and we're gonna have a really fun time yeah. this time how well do you remember our trip to manzanita oregon with your parents i remember every detail i remember every detail of uh, that was that the, trip. F- the first time you tried enchiladas yeah there was a little Mexican place, and I went in there, and I was like, they have enchiladas. We're going to get some. And you're like, what's an enchilada? I had no idea. And I, if you know me. It's not a whole lot to it. I lost my mind. They were also like. That he had no They were enchilada. like two dollars, like, mm-hmm. like a la carte enchiladas. So good. That were to die for. And now we'll never forget those enchiladas. They probably weren't even that good. No, I remember them being really good. They are good? Yeah. Okay, well. The chicken especially was very good. Hmm slow cooked i compare all enchiladas now to those enchiladas Mm -hmm. you know so also had what we visited the tillamook 
factory, the chocolate or not chocolate, the cheese, cheese. and ice cream facility. Tried some flavors, had some cheese. That was a great time. Manzanita, Oregon, Cannon Beach, Seaside. Beautiful. If if you're ever along the the Oregon coast and you don't have and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go. Go to go to Manzanita. Go hang out with those hippies. That whole drive down that line of coast. <laughs> we used to make that drive all the time. The the Seattle California traverse. It's not that bad, and it's really fun. I actually Beautiful remember drive. thinking to myself the last time that we did that that I would be done with that drive for a while. Mm. It's a long ass drive. I'm not going to do it anytime soon <laughs> for fun. Um, unless we take the coast or something, but I can't imagine when that'll happen. We get kind of, we get so used to like whatever climate we're living in. And I think we kind of poison ourselves into thinking like we like our own little habitat and we don't think about what else is out there. Oh yeah. And it's like, if you take an hour drive, two hour drive, in most directions, you'll be blown away by yeah. stuff that's it's just that close to you. Yeah. Where's the craziest place that you've been recently? Because recently, we just, like we were in Mexico, yeah. which amazing. Yeah. The people are was my favorite mm-hmm. part of that whole trip. Is I made friends with everybody, and everybody was super friendly and smart and had the best stories yeah like stories that just made your hair stand up because mm-hmm. of someone almost being mauled by a jaguar that was crazy or like i mean there's just so, so many stories so you get to know people and they you know it's like these l- beautiful life lessons and then okay see you later and then you'll most likely never see that person yeah ever again yeah so, then, then miguel <laughs> if you're listening keep keep on keep keep on. it up mike Love you, man. Yeah. It's great. Great stories. And then the the irony is, you know, you go out there, you're like, oh, I don't know anybody in this country. And maybe there's going to be a bit of a language barrier. Everyone that in Mexico, especially, and in, when we went to Italy, too, mm-hmm. everyone spoke English fine. You know, English is a very well-learned language internationally. Most people outside of America learn several languages. Mm-hmm. It's a culturally very normal thing to learn English in relation to whatever your natural language is. Yeah. In Italy, a lot of people we were hanging out with spoke French and German, Italian, Mm -hmm. English, uh, and could even bust out some like Chinese, Japanese, because it's a very, you know, those are the people that are going there. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to, you know, communicate with everybody. Um, So you initially asked me where's the craziest place I've been. Yeah. Um, but recently I, I want to say Trinidad and Tobago was like the most unexpected place I've ever been. What's that place all about? So it's the furthest Southern Island in the Caribbean. And well, there's two islands, there's Trinidad and Tobago, but it's the same country. So it is just like in the top rankings of the most beautiful places I've ever been to because it's so lush and it feels so far away from everything else. It feels like you're in a different world. And it's just there's this place called the nylon pool where you drive out on a boat for like two hours and suddenly you're in the middle of nowhere 
with you can't see anything around you it's just water and there's this giant sandbar and the water is only two and a half or three feet high and you just stand in it and that's it and it was just one of the most like unbelievable experiences ever so that was pretty cool um just like one of those once in a lifetime things you know jungles nylon pools that trip actually was super interesting because it was with a travel company but it was kind of like an instagram trip where a lot of us went to produce content for the brand and on that trip my phone broke do you remember this yes my phone broke and i almost broke my finger in the same week um And I also jumped off of a small cliff into water and got the wind knocked out of me and had the most intense pressure in my head for about three hours and couldn't do anything except just like hold my head between my knees. It was pretty bad. Couldn't do nothing. Couldn't do nothing. So a lot of really weird, really unexpected things happened on that trip, but it was one of my favorite trips. So You've been to a lot of places. I feel like a lot of the people that I've met on trips like this have been to hundreds of countries. Yeah, I guess it's all it's pretty insane. It's all relative. Yeah, like, like to to me, it feels like I'm I'm getting to that point where I feel like okay, I'm like I'm about to visit a new continent this weekend. Like this is crazy. I I never saw that coming. Um, but and then I never thought like that we'd go to Italy for our honeymoon. Neither of us had been overseas until last year. So yeah, you've been to a lot of places. What's on the horizon? Or what would you like to have be on the horizon? Australia. Crikey. I really want to go or New Zealand. New Zealand or Australia? I don't know why. Or Japan. I, I, those are my three top three as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And there's not even a big reason why. It's more of like a feeling like, mm-hmm. go there, you'll like it. Yes. I Just agree. go there, figure it out. You'll, you'll like it. You'll like it. You'll get into it. Figure it out. You'll like it. <laughs> when it comes to traveling, I require something more tropical as opposed to historical. Really? I've learned this about myself. You know what? I really think that you would have enjoyed Manchester and Wales. Oh, sure. I just fell in love with that. Well, there. there's, uh, you know, my family. Uh, we we are partially a Welshman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am a... Of Welsh descent. I am of partial uh, Welsh uh, background. And uh, that's why I don't really get a suntan. One of the reasons I just burn in the, in the sun. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. Wales is a beautiful country. It's got castles, it's got this and that, all kinds of stuff. So with all this travel that you have going on, I know it's not, they're not all, it's not always a vacation. Like people reach out to you a lot and you post pictures, you know, you're on location somewhere and it looks picturesque and, you know, beautiful and all that good stuff. And they go, hey, you know, hope you're having a good time on that vacation. And... (laughs) How often are you actually on vacation when you're on these trips? I mean... You do a good job of making it look like you're on vacation. 
Yeah, technically, almost never. Never a vacation. I mean, it. Honestly, like I, I get there, and it's so unbelievable to me that it's a job that I'm just in. I'm in no words mode. I can't even like describe to you how lucky that feels to travel somewhere so beautiful and also have it be a job and work experience and getting awesome pictures for other things. It's just so cool. So I have really enjoyed it and am just always in shock that I even get the opportunity. So I take advantage and just like go hard, you know? You just have to balance your day. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to it. Planning it, out, planning out the week or the few days that you have and just getting what you can. And if the weather isn't so good, you kind of have to plan around it. And it's just kind of one of those things where you wake up to get the best light and you're probably out until after dinner and then you go home or go back to the room and work. So fun great experiences is it still work yes but does it feel like a vacation kind of because there are moments when you're in vacation mode even if it's for five or ten minutes when your office is a hotel room yes which is challenging it can be but there are worse places to work (laughs) an outhouse yeah a barn now, something that's really cool about what we got going on and what you've been doing for a while is traveling is a part of work. Yeah. Talked about it a lot. Uh, would you would you rather have a short vacation somewhere else mm-hmm. or a longer vacation at home? Longer vacation at home. I feel like I don't relax here. Here being our apartment. The living room office. Do you think I relax here? Yeah. When you when you relax, I mean you you are a workaholic, unapologetic. You sure. you work all the time and there's always something going on. Yeah. So, maybe it's just been the past couple of weeks I don't feel like I've been really giving myself the chill time, but I would rather I would rather just like be here and do absolutely nothing than go through the motions of getting to the airport, going to the place. Like I would, especially if it wasn't with you or with someone that I cared about, I just, I would rather be home if it was going to be like a real vacation where there was no deliverables or anything. I would rather just be home. What about you? I think uh, I'm I'm torn. I'm torn because I like, I I don't really care. I guess it depends on the place. I'm pretty relaxed everywhere I go. I don't need special yeah, you don't have a hard circumstances time. to like feel yeah. uh, okay with life in the universe. Listeners, I have a really hard time relaxing. There's a lot going on. Well, it, it, whether or not. A hey, lot going on in here, a lot going on out there, out in the <laughs> world, a lot of people. Uh, there's the famine and starvation. There's any. There's a bunch of spiky information out there. If you let oh. it kind of absorb into you, it's like, gosh, what are you going to do with it? Sure. Um Beyond that, um, I still am in utter shock that I'm offered travel jobs, feel, period. feel kind of obligated sometimes? 
No, I'm yes. just unbelievably grateful that it's even an option in my life. It's a newer thing for me, for sure. There are people that have been doing this full-time for years. A lot of the people that I travel with do that full-time. They're just constantly getting on a plane, and that's their job. So, awesome. Um, I would definitely need to adapt, for sure. I love being home, um, but there's also a rush that comes with knowing there's a trip coming or planning a trip or getting a text last minute to go to Africa. Like, it just depends on how you're feeling. And at the beginning of this year, I always thought that something crazy was going to happen this year. And I still think that other things are going to happen. But going to Africa is pretty nuts. Yeah, it's far away. A lot of travel and forced new experiences. Yeah, I means if you got fears, you have to face them. Yeah. And you have to just, you know, put it all put it all down on the line. Walk it and talk about it and slap it around. <laughs> because for me, yeah, the I am yeah, I'm pretty torn about it. I don't yeah. know, I almost I feel like almost bipolar about it because there's an adventure side of me that says like bring it on all comers anywhere. Let's go to freaking Antarctica, baby. Let's go <laughs> snowman, polar bear ice fishing how do you feel about seeing people traveling online like on instagram it's a great question um i assume that they're working you assume they're working yeah i assume a lot of people are just uh working why do you think that well if you just if they travel all the time it doesn't seem like a sustainable lifestyle unless you're very very wealthy right so if you're if you're already wealthy and you just travel all the time and you're documenting it very well for fun then congratulations you (laughs) are living a beautiful life good good on you keep it up keep it up but i think what's more realistic is you know people are selling something Mm -hmm. selling an idea or a brand um i look at instagram kind of in a unique way because I you know see behind the curtain working with you all the time and I don't really I don't have the same passion as you do uh, but it's it's kind of like it's great and it's also terrible because it's like a, this beautiful tool way to communicate way to showcase art at the end of the day it's like this visual thing and the cameras are getting better on the phones yeah. and so and the editing is getting better and the expect every everything's so curated now. Everything is very well put together, you know, from people that have huge followings to someone like that's just, you know, casually doing it. There isn't like the dividing line is getting more narrow. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I just think it's interesting, but I also you know have watched the, like those Black Mirror episodes where you know how to if you raise a generation with this kind of thought expectation of likes and comments and like this is your social experience is through this app maybe alone then yeah that's kind of like a strange idea yeah and like where is that gonna go you know over time who who knows who knows you know what i mean it's like you need to get out there and mingle and like actually experience life and maybe traveling and like putting your phone away and things like that that's the only way you can really get to the core of like the real life adventure yeah instead of just living through maybe someone else's adventure you know mm, hey some people do a bunch point. of cool stuff 
I wish I could do it too. But it's like, what's the point in that? It's like, might as well go and try and do it or just not think like that's the end all be all. Because some of these people too, like it's a job. There's not a lot of joy there. And so like, you know, you shouldn't just think that some of these people are living this really fancy vacation life. Right. Because I think there's also a big grind to it. Oh my, I can't that, even. Yeah. That, yeah. I have um, so much admiration for people that travel for work full time. Yeah. If you travel on an airplane uh, often, you're going to get sick. It's just like statistically inevitable. You're, you're interacting with too many people yeah. in a closed, confined space. I so. will say that the people that do travel all the time like that have it down to a science where they really take care of themselves. Like rubbing Neosporin everywhere. <laughs> Neosporin. Just like spraying everything down with Windex. <laughs> Probably not. But I just think that if, you're, if your body is adapt to that kind of lifestyle, your immune system bu- builds up and it kind of like counteracts it. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like a lot of the people that I follow that travel full time for work, they're they're writers, they're photographers, they're journalists. I admire them so much because it is a really tough grind sometimes. And I just realized that my first travel job was with Netflix. Love Netflix. That was in 2014. I totally didn't think of it that way. Shout out to Netflix. Yeah. Great product. That travel experience was the first time that I left home feeling scared because I had never really done anything like that before. I was 23, not well-traveled, and it was just so intense and cool. And then by the end of it, I was like, let's do it again. You know, you give some, you take some, throw it up, it comes down. So Netflix is, is such a great company. I know. Great people. So, God. <laughs> You're going to sit there and I remember. It's been around forever. It's kind of, it, it, there, there is a certain fade that occurred when I was like, oh my God, look at all these movies. Look at all these shows. Oh, I can't wait. And then you start, it's like, I've you've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. Sure. It's all been seen. There's a limitless number of movies and shows on there. Guess what? Seen them all. You've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> when Bennett and I were dating, and I lived in Seattle and he lived in Olympia, we would take a bus ride to see each other. And a lot of the times, it would be on Greyhound. A lot of the times. <laughs> How well do you remember Greyhound and would you recommend it, yes or no? I remember it very well <laughs> no remember it's so good and no i would not <laughs> i would not recommend the greyhound a bus so... product it's an inferior transportation mechanism at this point mm. in my humble opinion but hey if you got 12 bucks and you're trying to get from like one small like lumber town to another place and you only want to do bus connections for some reason um lumber town i don't it's like the name the names of these towns also the greyhound bus stations themselves Mm. they they need to do themselves a favor i think that you could rebrand and really do something here but golly (laughs) these places they look like it's a mailroom from the 30s and like 
it hasn't changed. All aboard? Hasn't changed one bit. Somehow, at these establishments, it's all it's complicated still. There's no, it's like you should just be able to go. Very up to, complicated. You should be able to go up to a machine and push a button, and it'll print the ticket. And now you got the ticket, and you get on the bus. You show the bus driver the ticket. They scan it. Done. How there's other people or things involved in this transaction, I don't know. Greyhound, if you need some assistance, I'm I'm here. Your main man Bennett is officially offering his services to help with some maybe some uh, rebranding, oh. re- retooling. Oh. You know, I'll put my neck on the line because you know what I I appreciated your product. You helped me when I needed it, so uh, it's right, the least your, I can do. Your it's wife, the least I can do. Your wife is sticking with Amtrak. Um, so when I would go to the Seattle Greyhound station, uh, one of the finest, (laughs) I would sit in the little molded chairs and just watch people. I I didn't have anything else to do. That was the most interesting people watching I've ever experienced. And I have lived in some places. The people you see at a Greyhound bus station, it's every kind of people. Yeah, it's every kind of pe- every kind of person. It's every kind of bu- it's a every kind of bus person. <laughs> so Greyhound buses not a highly encouraged mode of transportation. Amtrak, however, trains are where it's. Here at. comes one right now. Actually, yeah. we are the train. You're we're welcome. One, we're one with the train. Right. We accept the train. We appreciate the train because you know. You lay down the tracks, baby. Yeah, you lay down you the tracks. You lay down the tracks, and there you go, down choo choo chewing down the road, <laughs> down the down the tracks. Down the tracks. So I'm a I'm a train guy. I mean, you know how I feel. Why Why are you looking over here at me? You're like, a train gal. Yeah. We're trained people. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do. The only mode of transportation that I don't think we've given a proper uh, introduction. This is all about travel. We've talked about, you know, talked about the train. Talked about the buses. (laughs) Talked about airplanes, domestic and international, (laughs) you know, (laughs) food on the airline. We've talked about a lot of things. A lot of things have come up. But, you know, it's a great mode of transportation. One of the best. Is a boat. Oh, why didn't I think of a this? A nice, a nice crispy. What the boat. hell is wrong with me? Nice deep dish pizza boat. I want to put myself to to bed. Like a nice canoe, rowboat, oh, kayak, speedboat, yacht, a Playboy, Jay Z big pimpin' boat. Oh. Carnival Cruise Line boat. Oh. <laughs> You know, Hotel Disney. We did float. that once. You know, whenever I see a cruise ship, I think of Titanic. I don't know why. I just think of like old timey people playing violins, and then Mr. Andrews standing by the fireplace, and it's about to go down. Women and children first. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. You what know. would you? Okay. Just out of curiosity, I don't want to. I don't want to steer too far off the train track. How, or what? What would you have done? If you're on the Titanic and you didn't get a lifeboat, what direction would you have taken? I think, first off, so pissed. 
Oh, like, I'm so pissed. I want my money back. Like, one, I'm, I want to talk to the manager. manager. Yeah. yeah. To talk to the pilot or the captain. It's like, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be the biggest, fastest shit. Like, this is the opposite of what was advertised. Right. And uh, the ego of those guys, you know, uh, I would have been very unhappy. But I think I would have attempted to get over it. Fight or flight mechanism. That of water course. is very cold. Hashtag V cold water. Like Atlantic water. That's like glacier in water form. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect. Glacier. It's as cold as water can get without somehow turning into an iceberg. Sure. So what would you have done? I probably would have died. Oh, that's like so. How would I die? I don't have a lifeboat. What am I doing? I'm going to float on a door. Yeah. The door should be big I'm enough float... for two people. I'm going Jack... to float no. on a door until like I would not have that made it. That door was big enough for, like, five grown men. Jack should have been on that door. I mean, we could agree. We can agree to disagree on that. I, I get that you're handcuffed still. I get that you're a little too cold to pull... <laughs> I get that you're a little too cold to pull your ass out of the water. I think you're being a little hypercritical of uh, Leo DiCaprio there, you know. He wanted to make sure that Leo, she stayed alive, hey, you know. Leo and Rose, Jack... Leo and Jack are two different people, okay? Okay. I would have died. I would have died for sure. I would have been the guy that when the boat goes vertical and he starts falling down the side and then he hits the, uh, no, that's you know, not, and then he, bing, and he, and he, and he flips <laughs> like a, that, that is my favorite part of the movie. What? That's and I've always thought, part? like, if that, like, that's me right there, just boing, you know, Oh, just, no. Yeah. I'm Rose. Of course. Except way less hot. Actually, I really, I think I would have liked to have been the bad guy. The Steve, uh, what's his, what's that actor's name? Cal. <laughs> no, what's that actor's name that's going to um, haunt me? Oh, away? God. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane, one of the most underrated you're, actors. You're my fiance. <laughs> that was a horrible rendition. So, yeah, Titanic, in a, just a, just a loop that back to cruise liners titanic is was like a cruise liner long time ago cruise liner is a mode of transportation this episode is called all about traveling and you have all kinds of of modes of transportation involved in traveling so there there's the there's why (laughs) that's why that happened yeah i just want to say one thing about carnival we went for christmas three two or three years ago with my whole family and why is it that when I see like the cruise director be like a really good presence and she's super charismatic, everyone loves her. She's like gorgeous, great body. And she's also somehow like singing and dancing on stage and like the musical productions every night. Why is it that I think that I can like somehow achieve that? And like, that would be a good life for me, like in the moment. But the second I step off the boat, it's like, it never happened. <laughs> I worry about your future as a cruise ship director. Okay, fine. I don't I I don't want to discourage you from following your <laughs> dreams, but I just want you to know you got a lot of dreams. You can let that one go. I just think that it's such a cool job. Let it go. Let it go. Okay, fine. You don't have to be a cruise ship director to find fulfillment. I promise. Okay. To all the cruise ship directors out there, you have a tough job. Man, that's a 
Right. I take off my hat, I put on another, and I take off that one yep. to you because <laughs> holy hell, that's a tough job. Good job, though. Yeah. God, you have to you're be. You're so good at it. You're like a GM of a, a hotel and also like a dancer. Yeah. And comedian. Yeah. And you have to have a pretty good voice. Like, you basically have to just be like, and you have to live on a boat for work forever. For a while. Over for like, cr- on Christmas, too. Yeah, during all the holidays. Yeah. So all of our hats are off. We got a pile of hats on the pile of hats for you. Yeah. Pile of them. Just take it on, put it off, take it on, put it on, take it on, put it off. So I think that's great. I think that's just great. We love modes of transportation. Ah, we love traveling, traveling, you know, at the end of the day, we all deserve more of it. We don't get out enough when you get out, especially when you get to mingle with other cultures. That's, I think, the biggest takeaway yeah. for me. You get out there, you mingle with some other cultures, you will be blown away. Blown away. Yeah. Exploded. Va- Vaporized. Yes. Because it'll completely turn your worldview upside down. Yeah. And I, you know, not to harp on it or get into it, but I feel like growing up, we have a, a kind of a misled idea of the rest of the world. Yes. We have it thinking like, you know, America is all that in a bag of chips. And, you know, we we fart in everyone else's direction. Like in the rest of the world is cool, but, you know, we're kind of where it's at. You know, mm. that's that, that that's just that's my impression. And it's always scary. It's a scary idea to go travel here. It's always this place is bad and that place is like that's the kind of what we're what we're indoctrinated with. And then you get there and it's not that at all. You get there and people are even in the places where people have less. They have something so much more and there's so much so much happier and giving and they want you to experience their culture. Very gracious. No problem with Americans. No problem. Yep, and they're all super smart, and we'll we'll again with the hats. Mm-hmm. They'll give you your their hat. And they got weird hats too. You go to a place that you haven't been to before. Chances are they got a, a unique hat to them. Yeah. Every place has their own set of hats. Yeah. You gotta you gotta collect them all. Gotta catch them all. So whenever I come home, and the more often I travel and come home. When I lay in my bed and it's the first night back, I think to myself, there is nothing like this feeling. And the more that I travel, the more I appreciate that feeling. Does that make sense? Totally. The more I travel, the more I appreciate our neighborhood, our apartment, where we live, everything about it. Sleeping in your own bed. Yes. Shout out to Casper. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) Huge supporter of your product. Yes. Love it. Love it all the time. Yeah. Sleep on it. You're going to sleep on it later tonight. Mm-hmm. Nothing S- you can do about it. Nope. Every time I get back from a place, it takes a little bit to get back into the swing of things, which is why the the shift from last week going into this week, going into my Africa trip, is a trip in and of itself. This week has a lot of anxiety involved, a lot of happy tears. Loose ends. A lot of loose ends to tie up with work. Thankfully, I have awesome clients and they're all really cool and the timing just worked out. So. A little bit of luck. A little bit of luck. A little bit of luck. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
excited for what's to come. I will be there when this drops. So, yeah. Like I said, follow along. So that's it. Is that it? All about traveling. How about it? Titanic. How do you feel about it? I mean, it's one of the greatest joys of my life. Traveling. Yes. Being able to experience and being given opportunities to go to new countries and experience new cultures. It's just like... Highly encouraging. Dream. Uh, highly encourage the people out there. Find room in your life to travel, experience something new. It doesn't have to be crazy international. Yeah, I do. But hey, go buy a passport. Yeah, I want. If you get a passport, that if you don't have one already, that's step one. I want to say that when I was younger, probably latter teens, I hadn't really been to a lot of places. And my big thing was going to visit you in Seattle. That was like the big thing. Long distance relationship, baby. Yeah. So when I started to really get the opportunities, I just felt like nothing could top the trip that I just got back from. Nothing could top it in terms of like beauty or people. And it's like, Every time something new comes up, I just am still in shock. And I st- there's still that like scary unknown before I go and then I get there and everything is totally fine. So if you are hesitant to travel, I know it's expensive. Or have like a phobia. I know some people that have like a straight up That's phobia very of real. traveling and of yeah. airplanes. Well, there's also travel anxiety, which is very real. Yeah. I just... Thankfully, I am okay, like, with takeoff and landing and going through security. Like, I I know that there's anxiety in the air. I get a little tinge. It doesn't keep me from getting there. But regardless, I, I just think that a lot of times the financial part holds us back. And I've been there so many times. I wanted to go places and it just didn't work out because I didn't have the money. And... It will come in time and it will come at the right time. And there are resources out there to get some good deals on flights. Skyscanner is a great place to check for flights that is a little bit cheaper than maybe Google Flights, but so many options. I encourage just even, you know, even going for a walk in your own neighborhood. If you feel like getting out, that is traveling. Yeah, that, that's, it is. I mean, kind of. That's, yeah. Foot travel. Technic- hey, we're not going to get into it, but foot travel is very important. In the end, traveling, go do it. Make it happen for yourself and your family. And uh, if you need some recommendations, by the way, or if you had some travel anxiety or you have some <laughs> some problems with the, an aeroplane, mm. all of the above, well... Your main man Bennett's here for you. It's okay. It's going to be okay. The All About It uh, podcast, available on Instagram, available at allaboutitpodcast at gmail.com. That's an email address. Hit us up. What happens is if you send us an email with a story or a question or things of that things of that nature, we're going to give you the advice that you need. We're putting everything into a special little file, and it's called so maybe you go hey bennett should i go to germany or should i go to japan i'm going to tell you those both sound great because we don't know (laughs) so um yeah not all the advice is going to be very good yeah you never know so kind of crapshoot you get what you get yep so 
we're all about it. Yeah, we're all about we're all about travel. Thanks for tuning in this week. Couldn't have done it without you. If you thanks feel, for showing up. Yeah, thanks for showing up. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. We would very much appreciate. See, si, senora. And good night. Just kidding. <laughs> Nighty night. Nighty night. <laughs> hey, if your week ain't going so good, guess what? Slap, slap yourself and make it better. If your week's going great, guess what? It's about to get even better, baby. Yeah, baby. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Shout you got out. you got all week. Shout out to all the babies. You got all week to make it up. All week to make it right. So that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye.